don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Ice Cold Facts. Um, got a very, very, very special guest. Uh, as she would say, a, a blast from the past. I keep wanting to say Jordan Plummer, but it, it's Jordan Reese now. Um, so I have to have to be conscious of that. So welcome to the show, Jordan Reese. How you doing, oh, sis? Man. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know. No it is a blast from the past, but I'm glad that we're able to do this. Yeah. You know, one hooper to another. It's yeah. good seeing you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, um, so I always say that there's a difference between, like, basketball players and hoopers. And you just, you're a flat-out hooper. <laughs> you, you, like, for honestly, real talk, you're one of the coldest girls I've ever seen like play in person or just period. So I'm gonna give you your props on that because you 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 was a hooper. I got some I got some stats I'm gonna throw out there later. So I can prove my so I can prove my point. Cause you know you gotta back everything up with facts. So I'm gonna back right. it up. I'm gonna back right. it up. But for the ones that don't know Jordan Plummer, Jordan Reese, just give give a brief intro about yourself. Um well uh Jordan Plummer, Jordan Reese now, uh, but I'm from St. Louis, um, grew up in U-City, um, repping that to the death of me, wow. U-City stand-up, uh, okay. but, you know, <laughs> um, you know, basketball wasn't my first sport, uh, ran track for forever, since five, up to like 11 and 12, so people can say I'm a late bloomer on top of that, so. Okay. I ran for the Royal Knights. Um, shout out to Coach Carr, RIP. Um, but yeah, and hooped, hoop with boys. Um, got to high school with um, Graduated in 05. Um, was able to get a scholarship to play at Drake University up in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, played there, did my thing. Um, had the opportunity to play overseas, but. Um, I had a couple of uh, torn labrum that needed some repair okay. on my shoulder. So that kind of deterred yeah. me comfortably going over there, you know, with this. Like, I don't really know about the medical, you know, the confidence that over there. And then them, like, okay, she's a little bit injured. So, you know, they putting in a lot of money. Yeah. Americans go over their place, so you got to be in pristine shape. So, you know, I – my head coach would talk to me all the time about coaching, and I brushed that stuff off like, no, I'm not trying to coach college basketball. Like, yeah. But I stumbled upon an opportunity coaching the AAU program, and then it just, it's been sticking with me for 11 years since then. So, yeah, you, you're a vet um, in the game coaching wise. So, that's, <laughs> it's that's weird dope. to hear people say that. Like, it don't, I don't feel like a vet at all. I feel like I'm still young, still, I, you know, hungry. Yeah. Uh, still learning, you know. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm me. I guess it's different levels than what I look at it, but I definitely feel like a bit. Yeah. 
So when did you said basketball wasn't your first sport? Um, when did you like really fall in love with basketball? Like what what really influenced you to pick that up to make that like your main go to sport? Um, I have to say, um, for me, when I started, I started with a co-ed basketball team. We played in the PAL League. Um, I played with Ken Burke. Okay, shout um, out to Ken Burke. Shout out to Ken Burke, you know, the CRCP uh, legend. Uh, but yeah, I played with his younger brother, Kenzie. And it was just a co-ed team that her, their dad actually formed. Okay. Um, and it was me and this other girl, Tiana, uh, that was on the uh, team and that, that was it. And then she ended up stopped playing. So I was just the only girl on the team. And so I played basketball with it for two years. So, um, I would say just the, the challenge of it, cause it was a new sport and I wanted to get great at it. Okay. So like, when I mean, we was out doing something every day. If anybody who worked out with Coach Burke, with Ken and Kenzie, like, you know, it was hours out there every day running hills. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a, a half court basketball hoop at their house outdoors. So we was out there doing that. We was at Hazelwood West track, you know, doing plows, doing everything yeah. like that. So I, I would say I, I fell in love then. Like I always knew, always played, the, always knew about the game. You know, my mom, my dad, sports fanatic, yeah. you know, I grew up watching basketball so it wasn't like I was like cut off from it but as far as playing and getting really deep into it mm-hmm. man it would have to be when I was like sixth grade sixth okay. grade seventh grade that's when I really like really got heavily into it and I was just every day after school get my afternoon snack boom we're going out to work out from like four to damn near six o'clock six thirty yeah. and then you know I'm out there with you know, fast forward, I'm out there with Brian Baldwin, Colin Toms. Uh, I know I'm forgetting some others, but, I mean, we were just out there all the time. Dwight, uh, what's his name, Dwight, Dwayne, Dwight Bird? Yeah, Dwayne yeah. Bird. Yeah, yep. I mean, all of them. I was, I was always the only girl out there, so it was always like, you know, boys are stronger, faster, and so I always, like, try to, prove that wrong you know what I'm saying it's always it just yeah so that would be that's something (laughs) that always helps you know female athletes period you know no matter what the sport is um I always listen to like Candace Parker for instance she's you know she grew up with older brothers and she just lived you know her brother's hooped it was something she gradually picked up and she spent that time out there with them and that that ultimately makes you better you know spending that time with guys that are bigger faster stronger that way it, it translates over to your game and you stand above the pack, which you got to Cardinal Ritter, you know, freshman year. You started all four years, right? Right. So <laughs> I, I got my facts. I was going to hold them off, but I'm going to pull them up right now because oh, it, it was crazy, Jordan, to really – I didn't even know. You know, you were four-time 3A All-State team election. Uh, your senior year, you were a McDonald's All-American nominee. Scored over 2,000 points for your career. You averaged 17, 5.7 rebounds, almost five steals, and almost four assists as a senior. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, I don't know the last time you heard your stats, but you literally, you were doing it all. 
you yeah. literally did it all in. Like I said, it's the difference between basketball players and then hoopers, and you was out there hooping. So what what made you choose Cardinal Ritter? Man, that's a, that's easy. I mean, I can tell you, I know exactly where I was at the day that I decided I wanted to go to Cardinal Ritter. I lived in Matthew Dickey, Boy the Girls Club. Like, okay. I was there all the time. Like, anybody grew up in St. Louis, that was like, and hoop, like, that was... I wish it was what it was now, but um, yeah, so I was there, St. Louis American newspaper was sitting around, and so it was an article in there about Connor Ritter, and you know, it had pictures of black students, and it said, you know, graduation rate, scholarship, uh, guarantee, um, post-graduation, like 99%, 100%, like, it was just boasting all this stuff, and I was just like, you know what? I want to go there. And like my friend who I played basketball with, Ashley House, she was already there. Okay. So, Shout out to um, Ashley. She was a beast too. Yeah. Yep. She was and uh, in the paint. Mm-hmm. And Lauren, <laughs> so like, yeah, she was. He wasn't. He wasn't messing with her. Her and Lauren Collins, those two, I knew prior. Um, I, yeah, Lauren Collins from track. Her family and then. Okay basketball too uh but i seen that article and that's what did it for me like my grandma wanted me to go to anxiety cane like to the point where she was going to pay my tuition that's how badly she wanted me to go to anxiety yeah. cane uh. i was like i don't want to go no all girls school yeah and then like <laughs> so i told my parents that night like man Carter Ritter, like i would love to go there you know it's all black you know, I definitely wasn't going to U City High School. I know I had a whole bunch of friends there, but I was just like looking at the program and like, you know, my eighth grade year, I don't even know if like Anthony Verdure know this, but like we went to hella games. Like, yeah. you know, Jocelyn Sanford, you know, I was cool with them. She was already playing there. I think she was a, a senior at the time and I was in eighth grade. So me and her never get to, got to play with each other. But, yeah. you know, I knew a couple of the players that was on the team. So I already felt connected to the school. And so then once I did my visit, and then I seen, that's crazy. I went on my visit not knowing that my friend, uh, Alex Barnett. Okay, yeah, shout out to Alex. Yeah, big big shout out to old school. Like, we, we didn't even like talk about it, but we had our visit the same day. And I looked up like, oh, you gonna come here too? Oh, was facts, like we in here. And yeah. so. I, yeah, I remember we, my, me and my family met with uh, Mr. Bischoff and everything. So, yeah. I mean, but that article in the newspaper, that's what did it for me. Like, I wanted to go to an all-black, uh, all-black high school. I wanted to have that experience. And, you know, I didn't know at the time. Like, I, wa- I knew when I wanted D1, I knew I had to put in the work. But I'm like, shit, this is a college prep school. And they getting scholarships out the wazoo for these students to where yeah. the parents, they got to pay little to nothing. So, I'm covered either way, so that's right. how I look at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing for a lot of people that choose Ritter to have that that experience, you know, where people look like you, they talk like you, you're immersed in that culture. Um, I mean, that was a big thing for me as well, on top of it being a small school, you know. So I grew up going to small schools all my life, and if I would have stayed where I was supposed to go, I would have ended up at McClure sooner or I would have went the gateway. And so for me, Ritter was literally right around the corner from my grandmother's house, the old Thekla building. I was familiar with it. 
Um, this name, I don't, you probably never seen him play, but Gerald Witherspoon was like my. Oh, yeah. He was like my determining factor. I went to a Beaumont versus Cardinal Ritter game, and Gerald Witherspoon was giving buckets. Yeah. I'm like, man, I want to be like this dude. I want to go to this school. And I was there for two years. And then, as you reminded me, I, I shook. Yeah. It, it was all for the good. They got worse once I left, you know, but. No, nah, I'm literally <laughs> the year I left, they went 31 and 0. So, right. <laughs> I, I was just talking to Terry about that. Like, yeah, I couldn't have waited, man, to at least senior year do that. But, right. I, I felt real bad, but it it is what it is. Um, so did you play AAU with anybody like in, throughout high school? Yeah. So, like, I played with, uh, I'm playing with Matthew Dickey, Matthew Dickey Hoops for majority. And then um, I played with, uh, shoot, like the Hoop Stars. Okay. And they don't exist no more. Um, but it was ran by Dennis Griffin. So I was playing with Teresa Lish. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she, she was cold with it. She went to yeah. SLU. Is that Kevin Lish's sister? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, nice. I I personally felt that she could have went somewhere better, but she went where she went, and yeah. she she was the most, still is one of the most decorated players at our program at St. Louis University. So she didn't even play her senior year, um, but yeah, she was she was tough. Like that was the toughest, one of the toughest white girls I've ever played <laughs> with. <laughs> Our brother was the same way. Oh my god! Like, yeah, man, he, he was nice. Yeah, they were cold with it. So, um, but yeah, so I played with like a few. Um, some of them don't even exist anymore, like I said. But like, okay. Comets was one of the first experiences I had with like an AU program, like a true tryout, bro. Yeah. I, I'm going there. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous. I'm like, because I ain't never been in that environment before. It was yeah. way different than track. Like, track, you just show up and, you know, you better stretch and be loose and, you know, make that time. Right. But basketball, I was like, shoot. It's like, you know, you worried about every single mistake you make could possibly make. And like, oh, shh. And you fact checking over here, left and right. Like, man, I yeah. know I'm better than them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we went and, you know, I was a little deficit. I didn't make the team first time. And, uh, you know, it. I made, like, their B team or whatever, so I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. I'm like, man. And so I played <laughs> for a little bit, and, you know, I got better and stuff. Um, but then I shook and went to Matthew Dickey Hoops and played there for years. And then I played a little bit with, uh, I think they were Crusaders. You gotta forgive me, man. This is ages. I think it's yeah, I was gonna say, I, I'm taking you all the way back, so. Yeah, I was like, shoot, <laughs> Crusaders, I think, and then um, like Hoop Stars, so. But okay. yeah. So in, in high school, besides Drake, what um what other what other schools could have possibly gotten you? You know, who was kind of recruiting you the hardest? Um, Carbondale was on me. Uh, Pretty tough. Um, it was the same coaching staff that was at UMKC, and they had moved to, you know, moved their staff once the head coach got the job down there okay. um, at Carbondale. And I was considering them uh, for 
for a strong bit. Um, but um, I could have went to Dartmouth. <laughs> How and I'm like, it may have been right. right, you know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> I was still, he still talks about this to this day when we chat. He was like, man, you could have killed it at Dartmouth, man. Why didn't you just come up there with me? I was like, I don't know, man. I at the time he made his decision, I had already made mine, and it was just yeah. like. But I was told him, I was like, you know, Darvin's looking at me too, and he's like, what's what's what we waiting on? I was like, man, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Been some man for y'all to was, take over the programs, killing it on the boys and girls side, friends, man. came from the same high school. Man, it was just been like, dude, this is too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so Dartmouth was a consideration. The only reason I didn't, it was just too far for me personally. Like, um, my parents would never make any of the games, things like that. And granted, I know it's Ivy League and stuff like that. I passed up on that. Like, that's hands down. Like, George, what what are you doing? But no. Um, And then, like, UIC. I know I took a official visit there. Um, Colorado. Okay. Um, uh, a little bit, um, but Notre Dame, just a little bit. Um, and I say that because I went to like the elite camp and I was killing. Yeah. And Coach Queese Washington was there at the time as the assistant coach. And she was just like, you know, I started to stand out a lot. And usually, and I didn't know this at the time, but, like, these elite camps, you know, these coaches know, and we know, like, who we trying to bring in, some of our top players. Yeah. So, like, they ain't really know me from Adam, so I just came up there because I respect the program, and I follow the hell out of Neil Ivy. so. Yeah, shout I'm out like, to Neil oh, Ivy. Man, big move, man. That's a crazy journey. Crazy journey. Love it. And so, I didn't – I'm just, they keep matching me up with this girl or they keep putting me with like this, this group of their, you know, scholarship offer players. And I didn't know that at the time. I'm like, all right, shit, let's who? So I'm going there doing my thing, whatever. And then, you know, last day camp, they do all the finals of the competitions and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing a one-on-one, you know, you get three or four dribbles. So I'm like, oh shit. It's like cooping with the boys all the time. Like, I was working all them. We do this the killer man drill all the time. Like, so. Cakewalk. Doing my thing or whatever. End up winning it. And, like, camp commences and stuff. My parents show up to come pick me up. And, like, Coach Queese is, like, giving me talks and giving me this questionnaire stuff to fill out and stuff and trying to set up an unofficial visit, like, right there on the spot. Like, yeah. they're trying to get this stuff moving. Then one of the girls that was there, like, she com- she committed. And so they was like, well, they just kind of politely told me, they got no more room for the class. No room for I said it was, it was short-lived. Man. Hey, but just the thought that, you know, it could have been. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Absolutely. Like, had it happened a little sooner or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could have known a day me real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the little princess in the background. Yeah. I see him here. So I, I was gonna say that, but let, let's dive right into that motherhood. How, how how is that for you? You know, how are you transitioning from 
being a hooper, being an athlete to, you know, a mom? Oh, man, it's – ain't nothing like it, man. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, you know, I had my journey, had, you know, I'm still involved with basketball, but motherhood is a whole different – ain't no playbook for it. Right, that's so, true. Ain't no, like, all right, if you do it exactly like this, you put this much practice into it, it's going to be. It ain't, it's nothing to prepare you for, but it's just uh, an unbelievable amount of joy, love. Yeah. It's, like, full happiness. Like, I take the tantrums that come with it right now, but it's all part of it. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that she's two, so not the terrible two. Yeah. Some people face the terrible threes. It just depends. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make you feel real old. Oh, God. So my oldest just turned 14. Damn. So he'll be ninth grade. So I've got 14, my daughter about to be 12, and I got a nine-year-old. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you talking about a vet. You the vet. I'm definitely I got the gray hair. I got it all. And but I, I feel young. That's the crazy part. Oh I yeah. Feel, they definitely keep young. Yeah, um, they definitely So you mentioned you had some some overseas um opportunities, but you had to show the injury. Um I guess where were you looking at to go overseas, you know, and how did that kind of pan out, you know, when when you figured out that it wasn't going to work out, you know, going overseas, what made you look into the coaching aspect of everything? Um, so, uh, definitely, like, the, it was Poland was really, 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 like, that's where I was going to head off to. Okay. And I was talking to uh, a dear friend of mine, Rebecca Harris, major hooper, you know, shout out to her. Um, I'm out here name dropping left and right. I feel crazy, but <laughs> I was like, I, when I listen to interviews, I'm like, people stop name dropping, but I mean, I got to get my props on this dude, yeah. but yeah, Becca Harris, Beck Harris, if you don't know about it in the area, then you losing. That girl's cold, but um, she's still uh, playing overseas to this day, like 15, 16 years of playing overseas, but she you know, I was talking to her a lot because yeah. she, um, like, what do I pack? What do I, you know, what kind of charger? Like, every I know electrical outlets, all this stuff is different. So she was giving me the layout of everything and helping me, like, negotiate a contract, this and the third. And, okay. you know, I was talking with my agent and stuff. But um, it just didn't, it just, in the end, for me, like, I didn't feel all the way comfortable with it. And so I was like, you know what, no. So, um yeah, so how did I get how I got involved in coaching? You know, it's an AU program in uh, Ankeny, Iowa, 15 minutes from Des Moines, called uh, Kingdom Hoops. Sounds uh, sounds very rural. It is very rural. <laughs> like outside of the gym, like it has its. We'll just keep it as rural, but their gym is thick. Like that was the first time I seen. Uh, a gym set up to where it can accommodate volleyball and basketball. Um, so a lot of the a lot of centers that you guys have now down in Texas, where it's just a massive warehouse, yeah, like twenty to 
25 courts. Like Kingdom Hoops, I think, had 12 full courts, full court courts. So where, like, if they had volleyball practice because they had a volleyball program, they could just split it in half. So, like, mm-hmm. you still had your volleyball practice and you still have your basketball practices going. Okay. And conflict. So it was rarely, like, you know, a volleyball team waiting for a court. Very rarely. Gotcha. So, you know, I, I coached a, was a seventh grade team, all AU. So I'm, like, green, green. And all it took was one practice for me. Like, let me try it out. And so, obviously, I'm doing practices and drills and trying to lay it out like we did in college. Like, I'm just – that's all I have to prefer. Yeah. And then I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Me and my um, – my good friends, Carl Ross, who played at uh, Iowa State, we linked up and we coached this team. And, you know, we were driving those 15 passenger vans to Chicago with these kids. Man, it was fun as heck. We had the best time. Like, we yeah. we won some. I ain't going to say about winning percentage. Like, I went in there and I killed. But, you know, we played at our right level. So, uh, you know, it was a good experience and it just opened the door for me to, you know, want to coach and it validated for me that they will not be, I, I right now, even to this day, I just high school coaching. I salute mm-hmm. all high school coaches. I, me personally, I have to, I have the patience more on the <laughs> collegiate level. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say, I guess a little spoiled by it because I don't really have to deal with all the additional like, stuff that goes on being a high school parent i mean high school coach so okay yeah so with um i mean like i said you're an assistant at at slu st louis university on the women's program what are your like what are your your day-to-day like activities or duties you know as an assistant because they they break it down like every assistant has basically like a different job right you know some are Mm -hmm. in charge of the recruiting aspect some are in charge of player development so, like, what's what's your role at SLU? Um, my role is, like, uh, perimeter, uh, guard, uh, skill development. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm in charge of everything academics. So, far as, like, scheduling, you know, obviously grade checkups. Yeah. Uh, you know, formulating uh, practice schedules um, that, you know, the – that we'll have the whole team present. Um, recruiting, we really we don't have a recruiting coordinator. Um, I would just say I'm more of the organized uh, sets of recruiting and aspects of like travel purposes, who needs to go where, which one of our uh, uh, top players, what events they're playing at, um, you know, names of AU coaches and high schools and stuff. So that. I'm relied on um, a lot with that. Um, And, you know, we all come together weekly and talk about, like, our call list, who needs to call who, or we just kind of rotate lists. Like, I haven't talked to such such in a while. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much the day-to-day piece of it is just, I mean, right now, (laughs) um, if I were in the office, you know, we'll – you know, we'll be talking, like, it's off-season right now, so we're trying to, um, you know, we're doing a lot of reflection as to what offense that we ran that worked best with mm-hmm. the team that we have, 
and what we have coming in defensively. You know, we're making some adjustments, you know, as to what we want to introduce first and what, you know, our team has shown to be good at. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's bad. There's some basketball talk. Obviously, recruiting never stops. And then, um, you know, just day-to-day administrative stuff. I got to do this paperwork here, this online training here. But it's a lot of, right now, this time, being on the phone, doing Zoom calls, um, you know, keeping our kids are in summer school, so making sure they're all um, on the straight and narrow, not missing any sign that's not cooling off okay. or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm going to throw my plug out there with, uh, you know, D- and I told you before, I got I got your back, you know, when the time comes, I'm going to have some recruits for you. you oh, know, yeah. make, make your job easier, make you look good. You know, I'm going to start throwing some people your way. Um, yeah. So so be prepared for that within the next year to two. Uh, you know, I have some some girls for you to check out and can can go from there. Right. I help you, you help me. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> so with the whole COVID-19, um, I know you mentioned, you know, you're doing like a lot of Zoom calls and stuff right now. We're like at the beginning of June. So on an average summer, you would be out probably recruiting, you know, being at different tournaments and things like that. So what's, how is it so different, you know, versus being in the gym versus not really being able to go out, check girls out and you're stuck having to FaceTime them and things like that? Um, well, right now, like June, we would be going like for division ones, like we can't really go out and recruit until July. Okay. June is like major <laughs> camp for a lot of universities. So I mean, typically that's what we be doing right now is getting stuff ready for camp, making sure we got numbers, t-shirt orders, you know, getting ready to roll it out here in the next like two weeks. Um, but it's, it's um, as far as recruiting now with the COVID, um, it's a lot of uh, making decisions off highlight films. Yeah. And um, full uh, game video. So if any high schoolers listening, anything like, you know, the emails, you know, send us the emails, you know, put contact information, you know, dress it up as you would a resume. But yeah, we, we would love to see a full game as much as highlights are, you know, great. Yeah. You know, it, it highlights get our attention, but it's not going to be like, okay, we need to offer that kid. Like there's very, now there's very few who highlights are just like, okay, yeah, we need to offer. There are those where, you know, the talent is just like, boom. But I mean, we also appreciate the, just seeing the full game, um, just to see other intangibles that don't get static. Yeah. And just see how you move and flow in the, in the course of a game, mm-hmm. you know, body language. Um, are you a hustler too, or are you just all about scoring? Not much def- defense, because not not many people put defense in their highlights. So I know those are not going in there. You know that. No, no, <laughs> but I mean, and it's not like it's not like we are here searching for defense, but we, you know, at at our level, like you got to have at least some kind of value on the other end of the ball too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I talked to um, earlier. I talked to a coach, uh, Brian Penny Collins. He's a uh, the head coach at Tennessee State, 
And he basically said the exact, he replicated what you just said with as much as he loves to see highlights, it makes it tougher to recruit because he wants to see the body language. You know, if you get, if you pick up a bad foul, he wants to see how you react to it, you know, things like that. So those small intangibles that you can't see on the highlight tape, those are just as important. So like you said, for anybody that's listening, that's in high school, those things are important, you know, for, it's, it's easy to get buckets, it's easy to get steals, but how good of a team player are you? You know, how, how are you congratulating your, your teammates when they come off the court? All those small things matter, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. So for I, I got two coaches that basically said the same thing. So that yeah. means a lot then. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, when we go out in July, like, here's the thing. If you, if you can hoop and you, like, doing your thing in high school, AU, whatever, we're going to know about you. Like, yeah. word travels fast. So, you know, we not there, although it is nice, you know, to see you, you know, go off. But our evaluation, you know, obviously the scoring and still, like, the statistical stuff, yeah, but we're also – we're evaluating, like, all right, where are their parents? How, you know, how they interact? Because yeah. parents play a part in it, too. Like, you know, I've seen players not get opportunity because mom, dad, or, you know, wilding out in the stands. Yeah. Now, I get that you're supporting your baby, your child, um, but you also know as an adult when it's like, okay, this may be a little over the top. Yeah, it's high. Um, it's yeah. very high lines. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, and we can, we can decipher between the two. Like, I've seen – I've been in tournaments where dad's been pissed their daughter didn't get to play much, and he over there trying to choke out a you coach. Like, those instances happen. And so that sticks with your daughter and or son. That sticks. That right there, you just built a reputation against your child because of your own frustrations or whatever they may be. You know what I'm saying? Over an AAU game that the record means nothing like. Well, it's, 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 it's the parents that make it worse nowadays. Yeah. Like, that's, I, I deal with it firsthand. Yeah, so that's why I want to put that out there, too. Like, you know, parents, if you're listening, like, it's okay to be supportive. Yes. Not knocking that at all. Yeah. You know, I – when and if my daughter so chooses to um, play a sport and things like that, like, I – I think I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I think us as a family, as a unit, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – that's what we – the evaluation goes way beyond the skills. Okay. The skills, skills will get our, get our attention, get you in. But now, like, we – once you get our attention and we see your skills, we tap in everybody around you. Gotcha. Talking about, you know, you're trying to see, you know – who's the the influencer and like making the decision. So is their uncle that they work out with? Okay, well, I need to speak to the uncle. Yeah. You know, hey, you you working out let, let me let me talk to your uncle on the phone. Talk to him. Get a relate it's then it becomes relationship. Then we're like tapping into your AU coach, your high school coaches, you know, guidance counselors. Like we trying to find out what you like, what you don't like, favorite food, all that. Okay. Um, I mean the investment is deep. Like it's almost <laughs> it's it's just deep. It's deep. Okay. So we when we when we're invested, we throw an offer out there. Um, 
we've then, you know, even before we throw the office out there, we're trying to see who's in your inner circle and getting a, a great relationship with that inner circle. Okay. Maintaining it. Yeah, so it's, I mean, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, I mean, we want to know them all. Gotcha. <laughs> now, how, how important are the grades, you know, when, let's say you got a recruit, she's killing it. Um, like you said, that the skill aspect, that sparks the interest. So once you see that interest skill-wise, now you tap into all the other things. So is there, let's say a girl's out killing it, but let's say her GPA, her core GPA is maybe a 2.2, just throwing a number out there. Will SLU still give her interest, you know, or are you guys, are you, is your baseline measure for GPA higher? Um, <clears throat> well, if, if we feel as a staff, as a unit, that uh, that individual is a program changer. Oh, there, there are, um, I don't want to use the word like artist statement ways around it, but um, we figure out how to um, guide the kid as far as like, we've had two cases to where, you know, their senior year was super crucial. Like mm -hmm. they couldn't get anything semester-wise, uh, you know, um, anything lower than a B. Like, they had to get Bs and As. They had to. Otherwise, um, you know, they had the academic redshirt tag coming in. Gotcha. So they both got it done. Um, and it's been very beneficial to our program. So, <laughs> but, um, and I think I, for all programs, like, there are some a little bit of leniency um you know the coaching staff you know obviously the athletic directors mm -hmm. all have to have a, a deep strong discussion um and make sure you know we on our end we have to have a, a type of program set in place like if prospect xyz is coming to our program if we are really going to stick this offer out and things like that and have a strong chance of getting her this is the academic plan that we we are going to enforce to ensure she has the additional support on top of all the tutors, on top of, you know, any other academic assistance he or she may need. She's going to get an additional uh, amount of support from our coaching staff. Okay. You know, so for me, <clears throat> me being like that, every coaching staff has someone who watches over academics. So... You know, when we put that plan together, yeah, everybody on the staff is involved, but then uh, a nice portion of it goes on the plate of the coach who watches over academics. Just ensure that that plan is going through, having that conversation, That's spending it. that time. So it's it's definitely cases out there to where, you know, even at SLU, which is known to be very, very strong academically. Yeah. And that's one thing. When I talked to Terry uh, Evans, he kind of pointed out how student athletes don't take advantage of the resources that are out there, you know, so with, with tutors, you know, with study halls, with all these resources you have as a, being a student athlete, I mean, we'll keep it real. Student athletes get the upper hand, you know, so they're all student athletes, no matter what school you're at, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're put on a higher pedestal than, you know, the regular student. The average student's not going to get what you get. So you need to take advantage of it and, you know, make the best of it. Like when I see guys that get to college and they become 
and eligible for grades. And I get the, 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 the life of, a, of an athlete. I know it's rough. Right. But at right. the end of the day, you got all these resources that you can tap into, you know, so it's good to hear from somebody like yourself that that kind of covers the academic aspect. So um, people know, like, you got to be eligible. You got to get them grades to stay eligible. Man, I mean, I know <clears throat> the kids probably get tired of hearing it, but that's how important, that's how serious it is. And I mean, the one, one of the many great advice that my dad has ever told me was, you know, leading into high school, like, make sure you start off strong, like your yeah. freshman year, start out strong, because he said it's going to be hard as hell to try to catch up yep. with what you didn't take care of when you first got there. Yeah. He said, each year, you're obviously getting older, the courses are getting harder, so make sure you start off strong, like, you have to, it is a yep. must, and yep. it's, you know, I, I tell our players, that all of that all the time like every semester you start off with straight A's it's up to you to maintain it that's true that's right <laughs> I mean, and so like same thing with high school and I know you're gonna you know let your son know like you know sports is cool and all yeah. but it only takes you that you know this far like that report card that ACT all that's your resume yep that is your resume to get this to get this job to get that opportunity so Definitely. If it's not looking good and enticing, not too many programs are going to take that chance. You may have to go the alternate route, which right. is fine. And shout out to JUCOs. The JUCOs be making monsters. Like, yeah, man, making monsters. So, yeah. yeah so, I like I can't we can't stress it enough how important grades are. Definitely. Because um, the stronger your grades are, honestly, in high school, say you have like a uh, a strong GPA mid to um we'll say like 3.2 or higher the higher gpa is the less stress on your act score right and i don't know if the kids really understand that but like, like say you got a 3.7 overall cumulative like you don't have to go in there and knock it out with a 25 right. if you like student athlete and you getting interest d2 d1 whatever like you just gotta hit that 18 yeah. And you good. Yeah. But if you got a 2.5 or a 2.7, yeah. then that number goes up for you. So it's it's that. You have all the chances in the world to get that GPA up and maintain it. And so it's less stress on the just one opportunity where you you in that joint for four or five hours and you gotta focus whether you know over the course of four years and maximize that. Yeah. I've been down that road. The ACT ain't no joke, man. It's, hey, man, it's not. It's nerve-wracking, especially when you're an athlete. You know, like, my future rides on this. This is basically mm -hmm. my golden ticket. And mm -hmm. so you're in that room, like you said, for four to five hours. You're stressing. Uh, yeah. You know, you got all types of you, – you're trying to focus on the test. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you got all these thoughts running through your head as well. You know, so, I mean, I, I took it, I think, three times. Couldn't get past the eighteen. Um, so I'm like, man, after the second time, I didn't really want to take it again. I was like, right. whatever, you know, it is, I ne but I never took advantage of the ACT prep. I never did any of that. I just, on a humbug, like I'm right. going to sign up, I'm going to take this test in two weeks. Right. So, you know, guys need to realize that too. Like go take that prep test and better yourself. Be, you know, be prepared because 
I don't like the way it, it, it's graded. You know, it's not really uh, it's a, a test that determines anything from your, your IQ. Right, right. It, it doesn't really measure that on a, on a good scale. So I hope eventually they go away with it. But, you know, if you, if you get guys like on the guy side, you know, now they can go to the G League straight out of high school. So mm-hmm. that's a big topic now, you know, with NCAA. It's like, I know on the girl side, it's not affecting you all at all, you know, and for the most part, I don't, girls can't even go, can they, they can't go one and done or anything like that, right? Uh-uh. We got to stay they, No, well, they can stay for three. They can leave after their junior year. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you touched on it. I mean, talking about resources, like you said, going back to high school, get to know your guidance counselor. Definitely. Get to know your guidance counselor because, you know, as much as you know the stats of LeBron or whoever your favorite player is, know the stats on yourself. Mm. Like, you know, just know the stats on yourself yeah. academically. Like, don't just always be trusting it in the, in the guidance counselor hands because they're balancing hundreds of other kids right, you know, right. within the class. So, you know, understand, make sure, because we've had these cases too, where and and parents as well be knowing what the 16 core uh classes are needed and necessary if you know you and your your child are really serious and she got she has a great chance division one mm-hmm. uh sport or whatever but make sure they are being aligned up with the right classes okay. and the guidance counselor should know that but you want to make sure that they are on pace to make sure senior year they're not loading up because they're half semester short here half semester short there yeah that's the one thing I liked about Cardinal Ritter I mean you know going to a college prep you know when I left from Cardinal Ritter and got to McClure I mean you know at Cardinal Ritter I I don't know if it was like that when you were there but we were taking like two math classes a semester two you know everything was almost double so when I got to McClure I was pretty much done with with my core stuff because I did it all at Ritter so right but I knew what was going on. I didn't rely on nobody to, to tell me that. So I was in tune with everything as far as academically. So um, let's rewind back to, to you at Cardinal Ritter. Mm-hmm. I think it's six or seven people that, that have their jersey retired. <laughs> Here we go. You're the only, the only female up there. That's yeah. dope. What, what, how did that come about? Did they reach out to you and say, hey, this is what we want to do for you. You know, what was that type of conversation? Yeah, that, that conversation still blows me. Um, they reached out to me, uh, PT, shout out to Preston Thomas. Thomas, Coach Thomas. The GOAT. Uh, but uh, he called me and um, he was talking about the idea of it. And, um, you know, He's like, I'm, I'm getting this done, and, you know, I, cause he was, his idea was to make sure he, um, just put it back out there. I remember at Thecla, we would always walk that athletic hall, and it would always be Lauren Woods, Heidi White, Chris Carwell, like, yeah. you know, at the time it was just all, I mean, major, major ball players were just coming out of there, um, and so. We get to the new building and it's very, very bare. It's not much besides, you know, you know, you got the, the banners in the gym of the 31 and 0 team. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
everything that's been done there, you know. And so he's like, no, we got we to gotta add more life to this. So he got it going. And then next thing you know, he called and followed up and said, you know, we're going to retire your, your jersey. I'm like, you? I'm like, man, we're playing. He was like, no, nah, man. He was like, dude, you're the most decorated women's basketball player that we've Definitely. ever had in this program. Definitely. Like, you're probably going to be the only female up there for years to come. And, like, dude, I don't really say much to anybody about it. Yeah. You know, I'm just humble with it. I'm like, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, like, when I do go in there and, like, I'm recruiting or whatever, um, or just going up there just to, you know, show face and yeah, um, in the school, it is always crazy to me that you know I look up there, and my jerk, my my name is up there with freaking Lauren yeah. Woods and like Chris Carwell, like what, like yeah, what, <laughs> like I used I used to hoop with them, not even knowing who the hell they were for real, like yeah. when at the old at the old gym. Chris would be coming back from uh, Duke or whatever. PT would be working them out. And, yeah. like, Longwood Woods, like, all them. And, like, I'm going through the drills with them. And I was in eighth grade. And I'm just like, all right, just dudes is hooping. I'm hooping with them, too. Yeah. Like, no freaking clue, for real, for real. Like, they dropping the names. My dad was like, you know who you just working out with? It's like, yeah, his name's Chris. Like, <laughs> like yeah I'm like yeah. I'm with these cats like yeah Gerald was in there I mean it was nuts yeah yeah you definitely I mean you it, you officially have that title you're greatest <laughs> women's player to ever come out of Cardinal Ritter really in my opinion one of the greatest to come out of St. Louis you know despite I, and my history goes back to about 2002 and maybe up until now, I'm still familiar with women players that come out of St. Louis. But, I mean, just the 2,000 points, over 2,000 points, that they, they get you in there, you know, as one of the best out of St. Louis. But you're definitely one of the best out of uh, – the best out of Cardinal Ritter. Most people don't know this either. Your husband. <laughs> yeah. shout, out, shout out to Reese. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> so how, how's the environment in the house? Like, is who's more competitive? Oh, dog, listen, we don't play each other in nothing because we both, like, here's, we learned this early on in our uh, relationship because at the time I was coaching at Webster University, so I always had keys to the gym. And, you know, he was coaching at Central at the time, so we both mm -hmm. always had keys to the gym. So, you know, one of our first couple dates, meetups, we was in the gym <clears throat> playing one on freaking one, bro. Like. Hey. I would like, but here's the thing, like, I would be up, I would be up on him, like, it would be four to two or something like that, and like, then this dude just started, tra like, just shooting and not missing, and it would just, oh, I still get upset about it, it'll be all the, all the time the scores be four to five, four to five, it was never like a dominant nothing, and, you know, yeah, so maybe he was taking it easy on you. Hell no, <laughs> no, because he was trying. I was like, only thing, like, obviously, don't post me up, anything like that. And he can't dunk, so that I didn't have to put that in there. But 
Um, yeah, so to this day, like we knew early on, like it was times that like I would lose and then I just wouldn't speak to him. Like, dude, just get away from me. Like, cause he'll be he'll be running around like, dude, I told you I could be like, I would get so come like, dude, like what? Like, do you know who you playing? Like a part of me just get a little cocky, like, do you know who you playing not right now? Like, yeah. do you know who you playing right now? Don't think that I'm just a girl basketball player. Like, don't don't disrespect me like this. So we get out there and play, but we don't play each other much anymore. I, I, I shouldn't say much. We don't play each other at all. Like, okay. unless it's like a horse game or something like that, then we'll play. But even then, like, if one of us lose, we mad for the rest of the day. Yeah. So the healthiest of <laughs> our relationship, we have a competitive spirit and we respect it by not playing each other. We had our battles. They're dead and gone in the wind. Yeah. I, I would say I maybe won once or two. I, I, I won a few. I don't say I ain't go goose egg. I won a few, but we always ran it back. Um, obviously, the other person yeah. wanted to. I say, I can't leave the gym without a dub. So. Yeah, we, we don't want you out there like loving basketball and, you know, scraping, yeah. knee, scraping knees and elbows and all that, you know. But no, my, <laughs> man, yeah, my husband, but the, the little lefty, man, he. Hey, it's something special about lefties. <clears throat> man, I'm like, dude, this. <clears throat> yeah, I always ask him, you know, because I know he played with the Eagles and stuff like yeah. that, and he played with uh, Kalen Grimes, and you yeah. know, he played basketball and stuff. But yeah, he was a beast. I mean, he he was a good player. That just a lot of time. It's a lot of talent from St. Louis that just it get overshadowed. You know, I, I run into conversations all the time where people don't know, you know, what I did in high school, and I'm. I'm fine with that. Right. I know I was putting in work, but right. it's just so much talent that people can't really keep up with everybody, you know. So the real ones know, you know, that suburban north. Right. Our, our conference was was tough. Oh my god! Yeah. So I know what Reese used to do. Reese, no, unless he forgot, he got amnesia. He know the work I used to put in on Central. So <laughs> you lucky he just left. He was <laughs> he was timed in on that. He, yeah, he, he could have peeked his the head. Right in. Time. <laughs> Yeah, you picked the right time. Uh, I mean, I honestly, you know, I wish he would have continued on with football after after high school, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know he played football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a quarterback uh, there. Okay. Well, um, I think uh, a lot of that got overshadowed with uh, A.J. Jemison being the running back. Yeah, he was a beast. So, yeah, so, but he was a quarterback there, too. Um, and he had, you know, he had some opportunities too, but um, I guess I just—I mean, I, I'm not gonna speak for him, but I just yeah. feel like he just didn't want to pursue that much, or he didn't really think too much into it. But yeah. looking back at it, I—I I think my guy should have played football or even basketball, shit for that matter. Yeah, just continue. He would have played a little bit collegiately, but yeah. And I—I I think the the benefit the kids have nowadays—I mean, everybody's got a trainer. Everybody's got social media. I mean, if I, I always joke and say, if I had social media back when I played, I would have had some offers that I probably would have never even imagined. You know, because mm-hmm. all they tell you, oh, you package, yeah. you package four or five dunks in a highlight, you're golden. You know, now you got the attention that you need. And I mean, uh, look at Zion. No one heard of this cat nobody. until he started booming. Yeah. And then. Everybody just started sprinkling offers on him, and not not to discredit his dunking ability, because it was freaking sick. 
Yeah. Some of the dudes looked like they were in seventh grade. Yeah. But the competition yeah. wasn't it wasn't up to par. Yeah, but he <laughs> Hey, like you said, the right combination of getting the right dude to video record, the right dude to edit edit, getting the right trainer, because that's the thing. Everybody can get a trainer. Yeah. But it's you gotta get the right trainer, you know what I'm saying? Not the one that got you out here doing things that are just out of your real house. Just take your strengths, elevate it, and add just a little bit more to it. Yeah. You know, we got trainers out here doing everything underneath the sun, like this kid is never gonna be able to pull this off in the game because you got not it. Athletic enough, they're not quick enough, but they can shoot. Yeah. Focus on that. But we got some trainers out here that you know, four four ball dribbles and it's like catching the tennis ball and doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. My, my my thing is do what you need to do to get from point A to point B. Three to five seconds is really three to three seconds. The ball should be in your hand, and you need to be making the move going towards the basket. If you're dribbling behind your back and all of that, but you're pulling further away from the hoop, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You see it so much, you know, with trainers. Mm-hmm. They got all these. Three, four ball dribble combos, and you only get one it, ball. Like, it drives me nuts, Jordan. Oh yeah, bro. It just it me nuts. some stuff just keep it. Some to me, and I guess I'm old school, but some some stuff just the simpler the better. Definitely be more effective because all it like if you efficient as hell, the scoring will come easy. Definitely. Yeah. All the time, I mean, get to the free throw line, couple mid range shots, pull back, That's, get a couple threes. Loss. mid-range is a loss becoming a lost art yeah. and so when you have it in your bag you stand out because everybody's threes layups yeah that's Nobody's the one thing I like about Kawhi man Kawhi DeMar DeRozan uh hell. they don't need the screen you create their own and you don't know when they pulling it up they just go man and I even go on the women's side Candace Parker uh I think Asia Wilson, I think she shoots some threes, but I like her game too. And then the one the one leg sleeve is that's just a dope look to me. So but she yeah. she's dope. She's dope. Yeah, we got a lot. We, you so got we, we got a lot of players on the women's side. I wish a lot I mean, I yeah, you tap in because it's sports. Yeah. But I wish a lot more would just appreciate, you know, what we do underneath the rim. Like yeah. I get it. We're not gonna we're not gonna have dunkers. We're not gonna have LeBron James or you know the Zach Levines and you know flying all by. But yeah. you know our ball handling, our passing, and just other other places, other pieces of the game that are less appreciated because it's not entertaining. Definitely. That that's why. Yeah, the women's to me. I mean, the women's game is more fundamentally sound. Um, I mean, I've been to Dallas Wings games and I had a good time. Like I. I, I wanted to keep going back. I mean, it was in, it was entertaining. Like I said, it was fundamentally sound. So you can, I, w- I knew nobody was going to dunk. So I wasn't expecting dunks. So I was looking at other things like, okay, <clears throat> um, you know, um, how, are she gonna, how is she going to come off this screen? When she comes off the screen, what is she doing? And I think I went to a game and they played the Aces and Liz Cambay is just a freaking giant, you know, so... That was entertaining in itself uh-huh. to see her out there, you know, towering over everybody. Yeah. Mouth. <laughs> she did. She, she was, she got a personality. Yeah. I'll got a personality. Sure. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw a couple quick hitters at you and then I'm going to let you get out. Um, like I said, I want to be conscious of your time. Uh, 
So we're going to do a couple top fives, uh, which I've never done these top fives. So uh, give me your top five basketball movies. It don't have to be in a particular order, but he got game should be on that list. Oh, for sure. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, got to <laughs> go with the Love and Basketball Classic. Come Definitely. on. Uh, shit, Hoop Dreams. Yeah. Hoop Dreams. I know it's not like a movie, but that's a doc. Uh, <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> The original and only Space Jam. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not looking forward to Space Jam Two with Brown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Blue chips. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my boy Dominic. That's his favorite movie. Dominic Martin. Love yeah, blue chips. I, I feel like I'm missing some more, but those are just the few that come to mind. Yeah. Like Above the Rim is not really a basketball movie, but it is. Right. Yeah. I, I always put that in mind. Um, Blue Chips, Loving Basketball, He Got Game. A lot of people don't know about this. Well, they know about it, but it's overshadowed. Uh, Heaven is a Playground. I don't know if you've if you ever seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check that one out. It's a really, it's a good movie. Or you can even go with White Men Can't Jump. Ah, how can I forget about that one? <laughs> White ah. Men Can't Jump. Dang, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, but check out Heaven is a Playground. You Thank you'll you. like it. It's a good movie. All right, I'm about to put that. In All right, list. then um, so I normally go with you know I have people give me the give me their top five in St. Louis as far as hoopers, give me their top five NBA players. But with you being the first ever guest, female guest on Ice Cold Facts, give me your top five female hoopers. And it could be current or past. And then I'm, I'm going right. to give you mine once you're not. All right. So, got to go with Deanna Jackson out of Parkway West. Okay. She, she hooped at Parkway West, hooped at Oklahoma. Um, now she, she was coaching with Mississippi State, and that whole staff just got hired at Texas. So, yeah. another St. Louis native stand up. Um, Tara teaches Harris. Okay. Tara Harris from Gateway. Yeah. If you don't, yeah, I know you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you know everybody knows about Peaches. Yeah. Um, um, you know, for me growing up, those two I followed. My dad took me to all the games, everything, all the games. Um, let's see. You gotta go with Nia Ivy. Okay. Yeah, those those three for sure. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's a lot of. Yeah. It's it's, it's a very saturated field. It's I, a lot of I know. dope female hoopers. Ex- excluding myself, because yeah, you know I throw my yeah, I throw myself <laughs> in the heartbeat. <laughs> Let me make that clear. Excluding myself, yeah. um, man. To me, I mean, Sonya Doherty don't get enough love. I think she was she dope. was cold with it, she she was, was, cold with uh, it too. She went to Hancock. She, I mean, 
She was giving buckets. Big buckets. I, I, it's remiss for me to not throw her in there just within our, you know, I went back, I reserved three for my yeah. staples and uh, one around, and then I'm going to pick one within the 2010 era. Um, for me, the coldest got to be Suge Sutton. Yeah. Alicia Sutton. Shout out to Suge. <clears throat> drafted by the Mystics, right? Oh yeah. 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 She got she event unfortunately due to all this COVID stuff, she got cut because they weren't doing training camp. Oh, but funny. yeah, like for for me for her for 2010s and on. Yeah. Like she's the one that just kind of stood out to me, and I, yeah, I may be a little biased because I known the girl since she was fucking five or six years old yeah but just watching her like just throughout like shit i mean the feature called you too like those two yeah. I mean, they give me those six i thought i got those in the feature college in there too like she was, those, those she was a game she was a game changer like even though i mean she lived in jeff city and came here after her freshman year um but we claim her so yeah. Well, I from a local standpoint, I, I agree with your list. I'll throw in um she went to Incarnate Word. Uh I wanna say her name was Felicia Chester. Felicia Chester yep. Yeah, that she was, was nice too. I forgot where she went to college and all that. DePaul. But. She went to DePaul That's and right. then she played for New York Liberty. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got her too, yeah. Yep. And then from a professional standpoint, my favorite is is always been um Tarazi. Oh, for sure. The 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 female Mamba, basically. Um, her and Don Staley. Don Staley just had the swag, you know. She Don Staley was dope to me. And even <laughs> just watching her coach, and I'm man. like, man, I, I would love to meet Don Staley just to oh, she's super chill. Yeah. She's super chill. She she to me, she's like no other. No other coach in the country is like her. No. Like I said, from the swag to, you know, even just how she be dressing, it's like, you out here killing oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she's she Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I want to end it, Jordan, with, um, like I said, I definitely appreciate you for coming on and, and taking your time out to, you know, just come on and be the first ever, you know, female, you know, hopefully this set the trend with many more to come, but you get the privilege of being the first. Um, so I definitely, I, I, like I said, I appreciate you for that. I want to, um, I want to know what would Jordan tell her younger self? Like I said, we're going to end it with this, but I, I want, you know, whether it be, what would Jordan now tell 14-year-old Jordan or 13-year-old Jordan? You know, what, what would you tell yourself? Hmm. Mm. Knowing what I know now, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, it, it's always a tough one to get people. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, <laughs> shit, enjoy the journey. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's looking back. It's not 
it's not much that I would change about how I went about, you know, where I am or what, you know. breaking up can you hear me now i can't you just you just went into a whole spiel that we didn't get to hear okay what i said <laughs> oh, damn no so what i said yeah so i said for me i would tell my younger self to enjoy the process um, um continue to embrace the grind for me, telling you know, telling your younger self like outwork your know, competition. That's that was my approach every day. I remember a lot of parties, a lot of things, you know, yeah. that were that were missed in high school and in middle school because I'd rather go to Heman Park and, and hoop at the rec center for hours, or go outside and hoop with the grown ass men on concrete, or you know the court that used to be on 40 that's no longer there i'm still mad about that they took that away bro we have me terry alvin mikey we used to go up there Um, we used to run it yeah we would act like we couldn't play and then we just kill yeah man me and my i mean i started bringing some of my girls to come up there and so our rule was once we won, we playing with a women's ball. We'll play with y'all off start. But if we win, we switching this ball. Yeah. So I mean, that was their reason that all right, so play us for real. Like y'all wanna play with this ball so bad, play us for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So I mean, I was just so immersed in it that, you know, I enjoyed the process. There's nothing that I would change. I grew going to to Drake at the PWI and everything. It was a a shock my first year, you know, going from an all black high school and then not going to um, a university where you know the demographics fit my high school. So, right. you know, that was a choice I made. Um, especially, I mean, when you hear Des Moines, Iowa, you're automatically gonna think cold corn. Corn and not much there, and you know, so but yeah, so that's I mean, that's why I would tell my 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 younger self to just enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey, enjoy because I mean, something just gonna happen anyway, so enjoy it and make the best of it, yeah. All right, well, I appreciate it, Jordan. I'm gonna let you go. Um, yeah, like I said, we, we we can chop it up again, you know, hopefully, you guys get a season. Um, and I know you have a busy schedule at that point, but you know maybe we can slide, you know, slide something in during the season, you know, if you're able to. And like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot some stuff over your way, you know, for some girls that uh that you might like. So. Oh yeah. We'll we'll stay in touch. Texas players. Yeah. Texas always got that heat. Yeah, we ready. <laughs> I'm trying to tell people. I'm trying to tell people. All right. So. Yeah. We'll be in touch, and I'll, I'll um I'll get some stuff your way. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, sis. All right.